Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Talk of the Town podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and we are here to talk all things the mighty Dunstable Town. As always, I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Matty Carrington. Uh, Matty, I always ask you this. I'm quite scared to ask you this right now, because the last time I saw you, you weren't too happy. But uh, how are you, sir? Uh, yeah, I think I've calmed down a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be using today's podcast as a bit of a counselling session. I, I don't know if it's going to be counselling who, but uh, I know this is. I usually save the counselling sessions for my Washington podcast because we're <laughs> pretty crap as well. Um, the guys I do that with are like, oh, I love the therapy podcast. We call them therapy pods. <laughs> and we seem to have gone into them dungeons uh, at Dunstable Town now, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, Matty, obviously, um, we've had a couple of games since me and you last spoke. Obviously, real Bedford. Is what it is. I know you weren't uh, you weren't at that game. You chose to go off to sunny Southampton that day with your yeah. dad. Uh, you probably made the right, right choice. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Real Bedford is what it is, mate. Um, they kind of gave us a bit of a lesson, really. There's no, I can't sugarcoat it. I, they done what they've been doing a lot this season. Or you know, albeit they drew what's it three or with Biggleswade this past, yeah. but you know, so it proves that you know they're not invincible and then you know they're not unbeatable but yeah they they took us to school uh, a couple of Saturdays ago mate I'm not gonna lie we were standing there thinking Jesus and you know, I think Connor got man in a match that day and you know when you lose six uh you know it's one. yeah your goalkeeper gets man in a match you know if it wasn't for Connor it probably would have been seven eight nine and that's not even me mm-hmm. being you know that's not uh me exaggerating anything but yeah real Bedford it, it, it was what it was mate um it was kind of, kind of one of them games where we knew that we had to be at maximum and they had to kind of add an off day Unfortunately, we were the ones that had the off day and they were really good. Mm. Uh, you know, they passed the ball around. They moved the, probably the, the team the most this season that I've seen move the ball that quickly uh, at Creasy. They just got it down and it was one. It was like, you know, when you watch like some of these training videos about one and two touch passing. Yeah. That's all they did to us, Matt. It was literally pop, 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 bang, goal. Mm. And, you know, it, again, if it wasn't for Connor making some really, really good saves that day, um, it could have been a lot more. But, yeah, uh, it was what it was. But let's uh, let's uh, let's move on to this past weekend, Matty, when me and you made the uh, trip over to uh, Arsley Town. Not going uh, to lie, I never like going there. Um, <laughs> apart from Faulkner scoring a worldie, I think, three seasons ago. Uh-huh. I don't think we have much luck over there when we go there on a Saturday or we go there on a freezing cold Tuesday night against Bulldog or whatever it is. I don't know what it is about that ground. It sort of holds some... Uh, Hoodoo over <laughs> over the blues, mate. Um, let's talk about Saturday. Four uh, one defeat um, to Arsley, mate. Um, Joe's uh, post match uh, is our most downloaded post match so far since we've started wow. doing it. Yeah. Surprised <laughs> to know. I think it's had over four hundred and eighty downloads nice. so far, and that's on just on the Anchor app. I haven't checked Apple and Spotify, so God knows what it's done on there. Um, probably the most downbeat i've seen joe uh, yeah. after a game we didn't do one after bed but it was my birthday weekend you were in southampton i had to shoot off literally straight away my mates had just traveled down from flipping carlisle to watch that so really, again apologies to them lads they come down from carlisle <laughs> to watch a real Bedford game and then go up for my birthday but dunstall made them feel they made them feel really welcome so big thanks to andrew and everyone that looked after my friends for the real Bedford game um but yeah this past weekend matt what did you make of joe's comments uh after the game obviously we you know we're here to break down the game we break down like what joe said and you know we're very fortunate uh, we get to speak to him on air, off air. We know, I know him personally, you know him personally. 
it's hard to break down what Joe said on Saturday without thinking, oh, shit. Mm. Uh, and that's, I'm not sugarcoating anything. I was there, I was the one standing there with the microphone. I didn't really have to say too much on Saturday. I think I asked him a couple of questions and he was like, he turned to me about, I think it was the 92nd minute and he's like, Andy, we're doing this as soon as the whistle goes. I'm not waiting. There's no going in the change rooms. There's no, we're doing it now. And when he says that to me, he said that to me a few times. He said it to me at Stockfold a couple of seasons ago. And he said it to me at a few games and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, you just think, but I like the way he does. He wants to do it raw emotion. He wants to do it straight yeah. after the game. He wants to get his comments out there. I've had a few messages saying um, a couple of my, a uh, couple of my friends that um, watch late in town, listen to our, listen to our podcast. And Andy Griggs, I know he listens to this. He messaged me going, I heard Joe's interview. I love your manager's honesty. I love his passion. And a lot of people are, are saying that to me in the last uh, 48 hours, whatever it's been since I, I conducted that interview with Joe what did you make of Joe's words after the game, Matt? I know it's I'm, you know I'm not going I'm not here to throw you under any bus, Matt. I know it's quite difficult for you. You're obviously on the you know on the board of directors at Dunstable Town. You play a pivotal role within our club, and all the work you do is great. So I uh, you know I'm not expecting you to give me any like any behind the scenes gossip since Saturday. But what did you make of just as a fan? You were there as a fan. You get you getting as frustrated as me and a lot of people there. What did you make of Joe's interview after the four one defeat on Saturday? Well, uh, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, um, I'll, I'll just use the analogy of, of my own uh, work. So, as people know, I I manage the team myself, um, and I think sometimes you just need to have an honest conversation. Um, the conversation could be a two way conversation with each other, um, but I, overall, I just think that was what was coming out of Saturday. He, he had, um, he had the. Um, the, uh, he felt as though he had to come out and obviously give his opinion on what uh, the failings were. And let's face it, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a great viewing at all. Um, I don't know, Dave, because it's hard. Because I was saying to you just before we come on air that you know this is the same, essentially the same team as what we uh, had this time last season, bar a, you know a couple of uh, departures and a couple of additions. And we, I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously, I think. They were very well, well organised. We got to give them credit because, you know, they did well. Agreed. I thought that they were very well organised at the back. I, I liked the fact that every time the ball went forwards, they pushed on straight away. But I don't know, we were we were sixes and sevens and um, and not ratings wise because uh, that would be a lot lower if we were uh, given Minus six and seven. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it's hard. It's so hard in the minute because... <laughs> There's only so many times you can be given the same instruction um, by somebody before you get annoyed that they're not taking it on board. And that's kind of the the view that I had from Joe on, on Saturday. Just for the things that he seems to be saying, for whatever reason, it could be that he's not translating in terms of on the pitch, in terms of how the, the players are interpreting what he's saying. But somebody's just not clicking at the minute. And yes... I, I feel really bad for Joe because you know he gives his all. I mean, I mean, if I'm honest, I think they all give their all. But yeah, I just think we keep on hearing about you know we need to reset in terms of tactics and everything like that. Um, I think we kind of just need a massive reset, almost sit everybody down and essentially just say to them, "What is it that you think we need to do?" Yeah, but I mean. 
I think we're at this stage now, and obviously I was, you know, I was standing in front of Joe, I was like a yard away from him on Saturday, and I can see the emotion in his face. Joe's, mm-hmm. Joe's, a, Joe's a passionate guy anyway. He's an emotional guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and that's why I resonate with him as a manager. Uh, do, do some people like the way he manages? Probably not. Some people probably like the way that you manage your team at your work. No, mm-hmm. do I like the way my boss sometimes like? No, you know, we don't all agree all the time, and you know, yeah. this is where we. This is where. This is where non-league football is different. And I'll tell you why. I can you can watch Liverpool, I can watch Tottenham. They can be really bad. And as a Tottenham mm-hmm. fan, we're in UGR, we, you know, over the years we've been really bad. You're lucky you see Liverpool win the odd thing. Yeah. This is where non-league uh is different from the Premier League. I can watch Tottenham and I they can be really bad and everyone can ring up talk sport and they can vent and then go, look, we've lost three to Liverpool, we've done this, we've done that, we've been really bad. They don't walk in a bar after the game and see the players. They don't go to training on a Thursday night. They don't see these guys socially. You know, if if one of the Tottenham players has a bad game, you can, you know, you're not going to walk into the bar afterwards and see him and say some of the things, you know. I've we're very fortunate that our lads, they they are an honest bunch of guys. Look, yeah. I'm not it's very I'm gonna not finding this podcast hard to do because I'm going to be as honest and as frank as I can. And this is purely on what I've seen on a football pitch, not from what I've seen from a group of guys that I've got the utmost respect for. And I've got, and call a lot of them my friends, and you know that I, you know, socially, you know, blah blah blah. This is when this is the whole difference with non-league football. It's very easy to ring up a talk sport after Tottenham get thumped three 0 or Liverpool lose a game or whatever happens, and you can ring up and go, the manager's this, the manager's that, the tactics are this, the tactics are that. Well, I, I said I've said a lot of that. To, I've chatted to Alfie, I've chatted to Dave, I've chatted to Connor, and I've said it to their face, and you know. They, they 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 are listening and they are hurting. I, I generally believe they are hurting. I mean, and this is what it comes back to with non-league football. It's very it's very different to the Premier League when you go through mm. ruts like this, especially for people like us. And I listen to the Risborough podcast and they've had a few bad running results mm-hmm. and they've been the same on their shows. They have been, you know, they've gone in on a few of their boys and they've just said it as it is purely from a football point. So this is where I think we are as Dunstable Town, just in my opinion as a fan, I think loyalty has come back to bite Joe in the arse a little bit. Mm. I think he's been too loyal to too many and that loyalty hasn't been repaid. I think he's given a few lads a chance this season and gone, I don't know what, you've done all right by me last season, season before. You've never let me down. This season, loyalty can be, it can be taken one of two ways. People can either take advantage of it or they react well to it and go, look, I'm I'm repaying this guy's trust in me. And Joe's shown a lot of trust in a lot of players. So when I'm hearing him calling, like he's naming names on Saturday in the post game, yeah. I, I can see in his face and he's an emotion. He's doing it for the right reasons, and he's saying th- he's calling people out for the right reasons because you have to. When you put in a performance like that, you have to. You, you can't come out and just go, oh, you can't sugarcoat it. Look, I'm trying. I'm not sugarcoating anything now. You know, so I think loyalty has been loyalty is a big thing with Joe as well. He's he's with that with his football. I get the impression that is he's that as a man. You know, uh-huh. he's, he's a very loyal person. I think the loyalty this season a little bit though, Matt. I don't know what you think. I think the loyalty. Some people have taken it too far. And they've taken probably taken it for granted. Probably the word I'm looking for. They've taken his loyalty for granted. I don't know uh-huh. if that's a case of well, you know, Joe's always picked me. He's gonna pick me. Or, you know, I'll have a couple of bad games. And a prime example of someone that's really reacted well to the whole loyalty thing. And I'm not just saying this because I've known him absolutely donkey's years is Harry Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Got, got, dro- got dropped for a fucking long time. 
from yeah. the squad, was on the bench, sometimes wasn't even on the bench. And not once did, and I've known Harry and his dad a long time, not really once did they stand there bitching and moaning and like Harry, Harry's the kind of guy, I had him as a cricket player, as a young Colt. Uh, he's the kind of guy that just thinks, all right, I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll prove you all wrong and I'll get back mm -hmm. in the team. That's where Joe's law has been good because he's he said what he said to Harry. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to go away. This is what I want you to improve. And he's done it. And I think he's been, I know, he's away in Australia now for three or four weeks, bless him, on, a, on his honeymoon. But he come back into the team and I think he's been one of our best players. Yeah, and 100%. That's just me as a football fan, not because I'm his <laughs> mate. And I know it's this family really well. Just as a purely as a football fan, I think Harry's been one of our best players. And this is a boy that sat on the bench for, God, how long did he... Weeks. It was weeks after weeks. Absolute man. weeks. And that's where it comes back to, to loyalty. And, and Joe says it all the time in his in his, in his his post-matches. And every time you chat to him, we get on well with everyone here at Dunstable. We're talking purely football now. Purely a game of football from what I've seen at Real Bedford. We haven't won a game. I think our last was our last win? January the 13th against Potton at home. Yeah. 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 January the 13th. It's the 19th of February now. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're coming into a run of games where you look at it and you're thinking, shit, we need to... Yeah, you know, we, yeah MK Irish, Real Bedford, back to back. So nothing's going to get... We're getting to that in a, in a little bit. So it's 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 very hard right now as just as fans, as, you know, people that they stick a microphone in front of our, in front of our faces. We do what well, we stick a microphone in front of our faces on a weekly basis doing this. So I don't want to come across as, you know, I'm here bashing everyone but there are times when you can't really sit on the fence because what we've seen on the football pitch has been crap mm. and that's you know you've you've only got to look at the look at Saturday Webby Webby opens the scoring albeit from a mistake from Arzi goes around the keeper slots it away good goal yeah. Danny Webby's you know scored against Real Bedford doing his job apart from that I think we'll put a header over the bar yeah, and Dylan in second half. Dylan second half. Apart from that, their keeper might as well come and stood with us. Yeah. That's not me being an arsehole. That's mm -hmm. just me being someone that's watching a game of football. We don't create enough chances. We don't, you know, I don't know what it is with us recently. We back there's, there's times I've watched Dunstable last season where I'm like, Jesus, we're unlucky. We've lost three two. Mm -hmm. We've won three two and like we're creating chances and we you know all right you might have had a few different personnel we might have been playing a different system this isn't me fucking telling Joe or anyone Carl or Auntie how to suck eggs this is me purely sitting here as a football fan going we don't create enough chances mm -hmm. I don't come away from a Dunstable game going fucking hell their keeper was good today when's the last time you come away from a Dunstable game and gone Jesus we should have got something out of that game. Well, I think the last time for me was the the bottom game because, as you said, uh, your analogy with the keeper having a great game, mate, he was uh, all over the place. I, Tremendous. I, I, that was a their place, but a fantastic keeper. But, yeah, um, I mean, I obviously went to the Stansted game. He wasn't able to make it. Uh, again, we just didn't test the keeper enough. Um, it, I think it took until about the, the 70th minute to even register a shot on target. Uh, so I think you got some uh, validity validity and what you're saying there it's just I don't know I, I think with the the conversation that he had on on Saturday it's almost as though it, it's been done to try and get a reaction from the players in terms of you know we need something different um so he's hoping that him calling them out as will uh, as you say with the whole Harry um scenario it might just give them this sort of 
push that they needed to yeah, really deliver a performance this Saturday. I, I suppose only time will tell, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, how much of it is, a, it's, it's, again, it's so fucking hard because how much is it as a proportion do you put down to, uh, Scott Hartley sent in a question to the DTFC pod. Uh, he said, tactically, what has been the major issues over the last two games? I mean, Jesus, if I knew that, I'd probably, you know, probably still be coaching. <laughs> we'd have, we'd have um, Joe's job. <laughs> yeah, we'd have Joe's job. I mean, yeah, I mean, in your opinion, just as a football fan, Matt, is there anything that you've seen that you just think, oh, hang on a minute, maybe that's not quite working like it did last season or, you know, what you see other teams. I, I find us very easy to play against right now. Mm-hmm. I was chatting to, was it one of the real Bedford fans? I think I was chatting to uh, just halfway through the second half, he was standing near us. And he said, they're not even getting out of second gear. He said, yep. your team are very easy to play against. They figured us out very quickly, very quickly. And, and I found that in a lot of games this season where it hasn't quite, we're very easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going on, you know, training. I've watched training, like Joe said on Saturday. Not once in training did they ever pass their ball across, pass the ball across the six mm-hmm. yard box. And like me on Saturday, we're pinging the ball across our six yard box, and we find out we're four one down. Yes. <laughs> Something. I mean, I've watched the Joe Dini training session. I've been to training, and what Dirks and Joe and Anthony do is really good. Yeah, really good. But then you turn up on a Saturday, and this is why I could, if Joe had hair, you can kind of see him pull it out. The amount of times he turns around to us and goes, "Not once did we." practiced that on a Saturday not once were they told to do this so I don't know there has to be a Joe said on Saturday again is a purport he has to look at himself and he will because we you know we're not doing very well in the league so the, the manager has to take a proportion of the blame I'm not going to sit here and just completely blow smoke up Joe's ass and Dirks and Anthony because that would be hypocritical of me people would be messaging us going oh yeah, Joe's your mate <laughs> yeah Joe he is my friend and that's what that's what I said to you earlier this is where non-league is different to the Premier League you know, the, we are speaking about our friends and stuff, but when we when we sit down and we talk purely football, and that's all we're doing, it's been terrible mm. the last few weeks. And Joe's the first to admit that. I've spoke. Joe Reynolds come up to us in the bar afterwards on Saturday. I said, "I'm really sorry, lads. I'm really sorry that you had to watch that." Alfie was the same. I'm really sorry. And don't get me wrong. Sorry, sorry is just words, but mm. they're not going out there to play bad. They're not. But something has fundamentally gone wrong with this team in the past God knows how many months, you know, it, what struck me as well with Joe when I speak to him, he said, some of the wins that we've had, they haven't filled him with confidence either. No, no. That resonated with me because I'm mm-hmm. like, even the wins haven't really, he's not gone back and gone back. back. Yeah. Some, he, we said it all the time last season, someone's getting a paste in from us. Yeah. You know, Potton, you can probably yeah. That was the last time when I've really felt comfortable-ish. But even then, mm-hmm. Joe, when it's 1-0, he's like, hang on a minute. They had a couple of chance. They hit the post, Potton. They could yeah. remember, they, you know, they hit the post early on and we've made a couple of saves in that game. And it was a bit hectic with what was going on with the referee. So that game, you look at it, it was 2-0, but that wasn't a given 2-0. How does that resonate with you, Matt, when you even hear Joe saying about the wins haven't sat overly comfortable with him? It, then then that's when alarm bells are ringing in my head. Well, for me, it's... Um... Every time we go to, uh, we play at home or we're going away. This time last season, I had a bit of a bluster in terms of we're going to this ground. Yeah, you know, we, we're not going just to turn up and collect three points, but I have massive confidence that, you know, we're going to go home with three points today. It's it's, it's a given that, you know, we're, we'll turn up, we'll, we'll play well, we'll, um, you know, play them off the pitch, um, hit them on the break. And, 
three points this season. I mean, I'm tra travelled up to Alsey. You know, I had to deal with some work stuff on the way up, but I mean, that was a nice distraction because I did think to myself as I was leaving, you know, I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder if we are going to manage to, to turn performances on. And I mean, it was a long journey down to Stansted um, going there because, the, you know, let's face it, they, they are an Essex senior team. They're not supposed to be in the Spartan Premier. No. Um, but the journey down there was a long journey on me, Todd, thinking, oh, what happens if we lose? And then obviously when we're 2-0 down and I'm standing there thinking, this is going to be the longest journey home. And obviously, you know, we pulled it out of the bag and we managed to do it. But I, as I said, I don't go to these places with a sort of bluster of, I'm expecting us just to roll this team over and collect the next three points and move on to the next game. And I, I think everyone's kind of feeling the same way as Joe at this current time, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, and I don't really, I can't really stick my finger on it as to what the reason is. I mean, yes, we've lost a lot of players to injury, but I'm not just going to sit here and say, well, you know, if we had Davo, uh, Cole and um, Dunny and everyone like that, we'd, we'd be uh, delivering on all, all um on all cylinders, but it hasn't helped. But I don't know. It's, it's, is there a disruption going on in the squad? I don't think so. Um, obviously, Joe mentioned something around the players weren't too happy in terms of um, how they were going to be lining up uh, or who was going to be lining up. But I don't know. I think. Yeah, that resonated on the podcast. A few people have mentioned that since mm -hmm. the pod. Joe mentioned, uh, and these, Joe's words were. Apart from him, not many people wanted Sellers to start on Saturday. Yeah, and I, I don't even get that because I, I generally think Sellers has you know, got a, a really good future ahead of himself. Um, but I don't know. I think we just need to close them all in a, a locked room and let them hash out and hopefully uh, whoever's left at the end of it, that's the next 11 that line up. <laughs> Me and you might be lining up. But no, you, you're... Um... Someone like Sellers, I mean, you know, when I first joined Dunstable Town, he was banging in goals up front. Mm. Now he's, you know, he's kind of that hold-up midfielder player. For me personally, I think he's a striker. Yeah. Just I me personally. So. Just as a football fan, I think he's a striker. I think you put mm -hmm. him up front, he scores goals. End of story. You know, just me as a football fan. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not here to fucking teach Joe or to, you know, I'm just a football fan giving an fucking opinion before people start jumping on my fucking case. Um, for me... Joe Sellers is a striker. I, you know, the first season I was really at Dunstable when him and Faulkner were like banging in goals. I remember yeah. when we were to Arsley, Faulkner and Sellers combined for that absolute worldie that Faulkner scored top corner, you know, mm -hmm. to get to Arsley or Bulldog, but it was over there. Um, yeah, for me, he's a striker. For me, Danny Webb's a right midfielder. For me, mm -hmm. that game, that Tuesday night game, me and you stood yeah, at Matt Creek. Yeah. My God, he tore mm -hmm. them an absolute new one Yeah, on the right side of midfield. At probably the best game I think I've seen him have for Dunstable, I was like this. He was unreal, unbelievable, and you mm -hmm. know, it, 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 you know, absolutely tore Cop Foster to shreds. Left side, uh, right side midfield, ran mm -hmm. the game for me, man of the match by half time. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought honestly, I thought. I know he scored a couple of goals up front recently, and he can do that job. But for me personally, again, this is just my opinion. Before people start tweeting me or oh, digging out your manager, no, I'm not. Joe's probably the perfect man for the job, and I still mm -hmm. believe that, and I still think he is the man for this job. Just for me, I, I prefer Danny Webb on the right side of midfield. That's this is me, and I'd have Sellers and Kelvin up front, but that's that's just me. What do what do we do now moving forward, though, Matt? Because if you look at it, look at the games coming up. Uh, we've got Cock Fosters away this Saturday. 
probably our best away performance last season on an yeah. absolute cow field of a pitch. We went over there near the end-ish of the season last year. Uh, played really well. Probably again, I'm going to say our, our our best away performance. You know, there was a lot of Dunstable fans over that day. Uh, then we travelled to MK Irish next Tuesday <laughs> away. They're second in the league. And then the easy task, really easy, a real Bedford back-to-back. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get much easier <laughs> for us, Matt. I mean, what are you how, – how are you How are you changing things? How are you changing fortunes? It's very easy to sit here again as football fans. And that's all we are. We're just two fans having a chat about our football team not being very good over the recent weeks. But football's a funny old game, and it can turn around. And I said this in our little group chat that we've got on Sunday morning. I spent way too much time thinking about Dunstable and Saturday. <laughs> I think I sent you about 15 teams. that I, I was getting bored, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Matt, I'm really sorry I'm bored. Here's another team sheet. You know, we were, I was playing fantasy football, uh, and I was just like, you know, I'm kind of seeing it now as if you want to reset, reset it now at Cockfosters. And don't, don't look at MK Irish and Real Bedford as off. Oh, Fuck MK Irish and Real Bedford. See it as all right then. We we know we can do it on our day. We can literally beat anyone in this league. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we haven't had many of them days this season. Yeah. For whatever reason, we've won what eight games, nine games, something like that. We haven't scored. We scored thirty eight goals this season, Matt. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you look at like the Real Bedfords and MK Irish. Real Bedford has scored ninety odd goals. MK Irish mm-hmm. scored seventy six, something like that. So it's not like we're peppering the goal. Um, but how are you how are you approaching it now, Matt? Looking at the next month to say we've got, you know, we've got, you know, uh we've got March and April and then we're done. You know, football, mm-hmm. football's over for another season. How are you approaching it now? We're not gonna go down, we're not gonna make the playoffs. It's one of them, we're kind of stuck in limbo. But for me, I'm going to everyone here, I'm saying, prove to me that you want to play for Dunstable Town next season. You know, the way I the way I'm I view like this level of football as well. And, you know, it's some I, some players might see it completely different, but you're getting paid a wage no matter what it is. If someone's giving you £10 or they're giving you £100 to play football, the, the, the least, the minimum you can do is put in a lot of effort on a Saturday. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean just run around aimlessly, but, you know, from what, you know, I said this on the podcast on Saturday and I, I stick by it. I think we went 2-3-1 down on Saturday and we went, fuck it, we're done. We gave up. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a Dunstable Town team do that. And that's me speaking purely honestly. And I said it to Joe while we were standing on the, I stood behind the dugout. We gave up on Saturday. We gave up. We just, our heads had gone. You could say there was like in the tracking back. I think the tea lady was tracking back quicker than some of the <laughs> players, honestly. And it was just like, what is, what is, this is not the Dunstable Town that I know. This isn't the Dunstable Town that I love watching every Saturday mm-hmm. for the last three, three and a half seasons since I've been here. What are you doing, Matt, as we're moving forward, mate? How, how would you how would you change things? How would you operation reset? You said at the start we've had a few of these resets this season. How are you how would you do it? Well, I mean, as you say, there's little to no chance of us reaching the playoffs barring some miracle. Uh, and obviously there's no way we're gonna get uh, overhauled by Sawbridgeworth as much as you know, I like that. I think they're a nice little club. Uh, but I just don't think they're you know, uh, going to be troubling us in terms of relegation. Um, 13 games left for the season. And for me, that's 13 opportunities for the players that we have to essentially say to Joe, the club, the fans, we want to be here. We want to be here this time next season. Um, and this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to prove to you that we are the best team uh, 
um, uh, best players for this team. I said it earlier on in the season when we went through a spell of bringing a, a few players in, and um, and the 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 remaining squad that we had, um, they pulled their socks up and essentially they proved to Joe that actually the players that he was bringing in, they didn't need to be brought in because actually they could deliver a performance on the day. So for me, they just need to they need to find their their way. Um, they need to to uh, work in to whatever system Joe wants them to play uh, to be able to essentially pay back the the fans for all their loyalty at this current time. Um, there's a couple of performances that have been almost rung in sometimes, and I'm not I won't dig anybody out because that's not who I am. But some of the performances I'm like, have you really given your all? Um, for only a couple of individuals, um, but. I think it's time for them to essentially, as Joe was saying, nut up. And um, hopefully the next 13 games show everybody that they are still wanting to buy into Joe's system, to to want to buy into the club. And uh, then hopefully next season we hit the ground running. Mm. I think think Joe's the perfect... I know he was so downhearted on Saturday and he was like, I need to go away and look at myself. And if his words were, if I was the chairman, I would sack me. Mm. You know, that's what he said in, in the post-match. And I think if we are going to, you know, finish off, what, how many games did he say left? 13? 13, yeah. 13 games left. You know, if we are going to, we're going to finish this season with Joe, um, with Dirks, with Anthony, um, then we, you've got to give them absolutely everything. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're not bad. They're not bad coaches overnight. You know, that a little blip. You know, this is this is football. Unfortunately, this happens. You know, we, you know. Unfortunately, we can't all be the Man Cities of this world or like Liverpool's of this world, winning things. Most season, you get a trophy. Whether what will it be at this level of football? It's very, very, very hard mm. to win something, and you've got a you know fair play to Real Bedford. They've got the backing behind them. I did, the money side of it doesn't even come into it. They're probably the best football yeah. team that I've seen play against us. Mm. And that's credit to them. I don't care if you're putting in £20 a week or if you're putting in flipping £2,000 a week to a budget. You've still got to go on the pitch and do it. And you've still got to be coached. And you've, yeah, money gets you better players. I get all that. But you've still got to do it on the football pitch. What I want to see from us going into... I'm with you, mate. I just want to see that players, some of them want to be here next season. Because I'm kind of with Joe now. And it goes back to the loyalty thing that I said earlier. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sitting here to dig out names of players... I stick by what I said on Saturday. Out of, out of Saturday's performance, two players. Yeah, I'm keeping two. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping next season. That doesn't mean you know all these lads have become bad players overnight. They're not. No. We've got some tremendous, tremendous talent in this squad. For whatever reason, this season and the last you know since Potton in, in back in January the thirteenth, it's all gone a bit peaked on. Mm-hmm. And whether that's I don't know, down to the lads not happy with you know, the way they've been told to play, whether that's not them not listening to the way they've been told. It, various reasons in football, you just get on a bad run and no matter what, you can't get out of it. We went 1-0 up against Real Bedford. We went 1-0 up on Saturday. You're thinking, right, here mm-hmm. we go. Let's try. But we, then we just never looked like getting that second goal. So Real Bedford, I think we were, I blinked and we were 2-1 down. You know, Saturday, we went 1-0 up. Next year, you know, Alfie on four, you know, this guy's yeah. one into his own net. You know, mm-hmm. I can count on one hand how many mistakes that guy's made since he's been at Dunstable, not let alone this season, since he's been mm-hmm. at Dunstable. Our captain, one of our best players we've got in the team, this guy's one in the net and it's 1-0. Then you blink and we're 2-1 down. Yeah. That's where we are at the minute. 
that you know we're not getting any luck. We have got any, we have got injuries, but I'm not again. I'm not sitting here to sugarcoat it. We've been shit. Yeah, you can't deny. I'm not going to sit here on a podcast and sit on the fence and go. Oh, yeah, but we've got no Dunny or Harry's gone on honeymoon or, you know, we're not putting a ball in the back of the net, blah, blah, blah. Let's not play the excuse game. We've, been, it, we've been crap. It, the bottom line is, with uh, Dunny injured and Beaumont out for four, three or four weeks, that, for me, if I was in their position uh, wanting to really push through, that would be my ideal opportunity to mm. really show what I'm about. Yeah. But if, if Dunny... Was fit enough tomorrow? He brought back in the team. It's as simple as the yeah, same. James, James is coming back as well. You got James coming yeah. back training. He's, mm -hmm. he's a big. He's been a big miss. I've been really. He's one of the lads that have come in, and I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, uh, really I, impressed with uh, him. Yeah, and and I'm not exactly saying who I'd miss out because I I don't actually know who I would uh, leave out the team at this current time. But these players that are out at this current time, if they are fit or they are available, they go in the team. It's as simple as. Oh, 100%. If Dunny's fit, he plays. James is mm -hmm. fit, he plays. Harry Beaumont's here, he plays. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's, you know. But you, but then, like you say, yeah, it comes back to the lads that have come in. Show us something. Mm -hmm. I, I, Joe Reynolds, when he come on Saturday, actually, you know, like, like Joe as a person, he was mm -hmm. kind of perfect for that game. He got the ball. He just done some simple things. Joe will be the first to admit to you, yeah, the better years of his career are probably behind him. I'm not sitting here fucking, you know, joke. I joke with him all the time. I'm like, bloody hell, you old stop. There he comes. But <laughs> when he comes on, puts his foot on the ball, he's a voice. I heard him straight. As soon as he come on that yeah. pitch, I could hear him. Yeah. And even we were free, whatever the score was by the time Joe come on, bless him. I could still hear him communicating, trying to pull, pull some strings, trying, just give basic instructions. You know what I mean? And everyone looks at Alfie because he's the captain. We can't do everything. You need someone yeah. in that. Like, look at when Dunny's playing centre mid, when Harry Beaumont's here, when Alfie's in centre mid, it's a lot easier to do. So I liked what Joe Reynolds brought to the team on Saturday when he come on. Yeah. It, for me, I was looking around thinking, right, we're 4-1 down. And Joe was the same. He, he was still, Joe and Dirks were still giving instructions at 4-1 down. They were still in the game, albeit they probably would have wanted to be any. Joe was probably wishing he was back at work. You know, Dirk's probably wishing he hadn't hobbled all the way over to Arsley kind of thing. But for me, someone like Joe come on and he was, you could tell that he just wanted to get on the ball and do the basic, simple thing. He got it. He got it wide. And, you know, we kind of played a little bit of football when he come on, yeah. tiny, tiny bit. Um, for me, that's what I want to see for the rest of the season. I just want to see some, you know, some effort, some passion, some desire. I And I, and I, I make no bones about saying this again. We gave up on Saturday. There was no desire. When we went two or three, one down, I, I stood up in that terrace and looking over the pitch. It was quite good because you do get standing next to Steve Lewitt and a few of the other boys. You got to see the whole game clearly. And it shocked me how lazy some of them players were. Mm. How lazy they were, Matt, tracking back, doing the basics. And I'm thinking, this isn't the Dunstable town that Joe coaches. No. This isn't the Dunstable town that Dirks and Anthony and Joe have. And yes, manage, management have to take a a, a a a certain amount of responsibility. Hundred fucking percent. I've said nothing. I'm saying now. I haven't said to Joe Space. And but when you cross that white line, effort and desire and passion is free. It costs fuck all. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. As a footballer, when I see you give the ball away, and you're aimlessly. I, and Joe's used this term a few times, and I think I said it to Ian Bateman in the bar afterwards. You might look like you're tracking back. We all know you're not really tracking back. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing that little slide jog, so maybe yeah. Joe won't shout at you. <laughs> Joe and football, we're not stupid. 
I know that you're really just going at 60% because you're probably yeah. going to get a rollicking from Joe if you don't track back. If you lose the fucking ball, go and get it back. Absolutely. Well, at least show to me that you're thinking, shit, I want to get this ball back. On Saturday, against Bedford, you can, not to give him an excuse because we got battered. A lot of them are just like, fuck this. Do you know what? Go and get me off the under-18s then. Mm. Stick them in and see how much desire they've got to run back, to track back, mm. to tackle, to not play balls across a six-yard box for a tap-in, to listen to basic instructions from your from your management team. And again, and I go back to what Joe says, I get on well with all these lads. And I'm just purely sitting here as a football fan today from what I've seen over the past three, four weeks has not been good enough. It's not been. And I can't sugarcoat it. I can't. So many people are like, oh, you, you got to be careful when you go on this podcast, Andy. You know, what, what do you want me to say? I can't mm. sit here and go, unlucky lads. You know, I think we, you know, I think we've been unlucky in these games, blah, blah, blah. We haven't been unlucky because the last few games, the goalkeeper of the opposition might as well not turned up. Mm. That's how bad we've been. Well, I mean, I think if you were to uh, ask every single player face to face, you know, how do you think the last four weeks have gone? Would any of you, any of them, be able to say to you with a straight face, "Yeah, we've been great"? Yeah, or we've been competitive. We haven't. Mm. No, we haven't been competitive. We're one of the lowest scorers in the league. I, I know mm. Joe's went into his. I'd be interested to see how many actual chances we create. Joe even mentioned it on Saturday. You know, they were creating chances. We were putting them in the scaffolding behind the goal. Mm. You know, and that's. For me, that's it's just not it's not acceptable the way we've we've played, and you know, and I all these people that go, well, you you know, you you'll stick up for Joe no matter what. No, Joe takes a big, large responsibility here, and I know that for a fact. But if I'm trusting anyone in the world to turn this around, and I pray to God that he's here next season, and I pray mm -hmm. to God that Anthony's here and Carl Durkin is here next season, I pray to God that they. This season doesn't ruin it for them. Because when you hear things like Joe saying he's fallen out of love with football and he has mm -hmm. to look at himself and you're thinking, shit. That's not good, is it? From him to say that, and I, from the interviews, that I've lost count of many interviews I've done with him and you've done some as well. For him to say that he's got to go home and seriously think about his, he doesn't, he doesn't lose his love for football. Mm -hmm. I don't trust anyone more if we're going to do a quote-unquote rebuild at Dunstable Town next, this season, you know, this season is what it is. Yeah. Like if we win a few more games, great. If we, but I'm now looking, I've got one eye on next season. And if I pray to God that if Joe and Dirks and Anthony are here, they have as well. And they're probably thinking, right, Lord, he's killed us this year. Let's bring in X, Y, and Z. And uh -huh. Joe said in his interview, he's, a, he's approached a couple of pro clubs to see if they've got any young lads that want to come down. They're going to get experience. So that's where we might go next season. We'll go and get some of these guys and go, let's come and experience full, you know, adult football, if you like, yeah. on a regular basis. You're not just playing in these academy teams. I don't trust, I don't think there's anyone more I trust than Joe, mm -hmm. who once the dust is settled and once this, you know, whatever happens, it's going to be hard for him in the next few weeks because Cockfosters, MK Irish, Real Bedford, blah, blah, blah. We've said it, you know, quite a few times already on this show. Um, it's going to be hard. I just hope the, I hope the players and I hope everyone, the, I know us fans will, I hope they can just give these boys something that thinks, you know what, this is a good football club. Mm -hmm. We are a good, we are a good football team. And I'm, you know, we are a good football team. All these lads can play football from like, I know a few players got called out on Saturday from like Ethan, one of the best young talents. I think I could not speak highly of that lad. 
you know, last season and start. I, I think he's. I think he's got a great future in the game. I think yeah. he's just gone through a little bit of a bad. He needs some luck, the lad. I think he's a really, really, really good football player. Joe Sellers, West, Rory, all these lads have got the ability to go and do good things at the game. But while you're, you know, you're putting in, while you're not doing it at Dunstable Town, I can see why, you know, that their heads are down and blah, blah, blah. And you're getting people like me and you coming on podcasts talking about them. But, you know, again, I make no qualms about that, Matt. I can't sit here and go, oh, you've been unlucky, mate, or you've played well here and so and so and so. There isn't many recently that I can go, you've actually done all right here, mate. You've, you've mm-hmm. done well. I'd, I'd be I'd be kidding myself. I'd be lying to myself. And I'll happily have these discussions with players in bars and change of whatever after this podcast and mm-hmm. say, look, they are great. We've got a really, really good bunch of lads here and a really good squad of football players. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, the last month, this season, really, we've won eight games, Matt. Yeah. So, know, it hasn't been it hasn't been good enough. And I yeah. think that's maybe, you know, because we have been so good. Joe come in at a time when Gareth had just left and he turned it around really quickly. And we went on a really good run and we we pushed on. To, and last season, we went right the way down against Stockfold. We still were in it up until the Stockfold game last season. So I think, I think what it is, is where the standards have been set so high by Joe and these lads, these group of lads, we're now kind of thinking, oh, this is the first time where we've not really seen them standards here. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's complacency. I don't know if that's, you know, loyalty again to Joe, where some people just think, you know what, I was here last season, I'm here this season, Joe's going to pick me. He's brought in this player and he's left already. You know what I mean? That's the kind of, as a player's mentality, but we're thinking, no, it's a dude much. I'm playing because we haven't got anyone else now. You know, this Mm -hmm. is the squad. This is what it is. You know, so I just hope this season doesn't derail too many things with Joe and Dirks and Anthony because I trust them free implicitly to to get us where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if come August next season, pray to God, Joe Dean is still our manager. I mean, I know a lot of people have been sending stuff to the to the Twitter account. Oh, what next for Dunstable Town? <laughs> what, what's going on? People it's have been, been people, people who don't even people who don't even watch Dunstable. <laughs> I haven't seen this kicker ball. You know, it's not like the Premier League where I can have an opinion on Tottenham because I see them on match of the day or I go, I see them on Sky Sports. People giving us an opinion on Dunstable don't even come to the games. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I know opinions are like arseholes. You've all got one. And yeah. believe me, talking of arseholes, there's a lot of them on Twitter in the last <laughs> couple of days for the old DTFC pod. Um, all good. 90% of it friendly banter. I, you know, I take that. But um, yeah, if you're gonna, at least come and watch a game if you want to have an opinion mm. on, on Dunstable Town. So yeah, Matt. Let's just hope now in the next Cotfosters this weekend, mate. What do you, what what do you want to see this Saturday? Obviously, not going to be an easy game. They're doing all right, Cotfosters this season. I think they're eleventh, something like tenth, eleventh. They're kind of you know sneakily maybe get because the playoffs could potentially go down to seventh or eighth this season. Yeah. And you know, oh, I can't hear you, mate. Oh no, I've lost sorry. you. Oh, sorry, audio cut hey. out there, mate. I'm back. Hey, 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 I don't know what I've done. I think I've been good at podcasting by now. But yeah, Cock Fosters on Saturday, mate. Um, how are you seeing it? Oh, mate. Uh, <laughs> are, me, you going? Me, are you going to the game? Me and you at the back? No. Um, as I said earlier... Neil Barker sent a mid. <laughs> I just want a bit of desire. I want a bit of um, fight from the lads. As I said earlier, um, Joe's called a few of them out. He's obviously... He's been very blunt with his opinion. Um, if it's going to... If if it's if they're going to respond, it's the ideal chance to do it. So, I just want them to go out there and actually, you know, play for the badge. 
you know, prove the naysayers wrong, um, prove that they actually want to be at the club. Do do I expect three points from Cockfosters? Well, as I said earlier, I, I'm not going to games at this current time with the, the arrogance I had last season that we're going to win it. But uh, I just want performance. You know, if we were to lose 2-0, but the lads work their absolute uh, nuts off, I'd be for that. You know, mm. but at this current time, um, I, th- I think we're owed a bit of a performance from the lads. Yeah. I'm with you, Matt. I mean, and again, I come back to what I said earlier. I mean, football is a funny old game. We generally got a good bunch of football players here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, again, I don't go back on what I said earlier. It's been crap last God knows how long. But football is a funny old game. And, you know, you go through pigs and troughs. And you have seasons. Unfortunately, you have seasons like this. Jesus, I'm a Tottenham fan. You know, so trust me, I know you have seasons like this. And this is football up and down the land. This is non-league. This is Premier League. This is Championship. Whatever level of football you have. Unfortunately, you have seasons like Dunstable are having this season. Mm. It's all about how you react. And we can we can sit here and you can put a microphone in front of us and we can talk tactics and we can talk players and we can talk passion and we can talk we haven't been very good. There's only 11 lads that can change what happens yeah. between now and April. And that's the 11 that Joe puts on the pitch on Saturday. And like you say, desire and passion are free, Matt. They cost fuck all in life. Yeah. Absolutely free in life. If you, you desire and passion... What you can't do, though, is, is maybe steal it in some people, you know, and it kind of vanished for me last Saturday. So, what? yeah, going into Cockfosters, and I have no doubt that we can go over there and win. No doubt that if we can put in a performance and we can get players, like you get Tolu into the game. As soon as you get him ticking, you get Danny, Danny Webb. He's been fantastic. For me, he's been really good the last, you know, he's putting the ball in the back of there. Some of the runs that I see him make, um, you know, I get, again, look, I've said at the start of the show, I'd play him right side midfield because I think he mm. creates a lot more for us. I think his pace terrifies people down the right. Yeah. But when you do, he scored goals. He scored against Real Bedford. He got through one-on-one, slotted it. Saturday, the mistake from Arsley, Webby pouncing it. So, you know, we can't, he's there. We just need to be, just believe in ourselves going forward. Now, mm. going to Cockfosters, going to MKRs, going to Real Bedford. Fuck it. Just believe yeah. in yourself. Biggles way, got a three-all draw with Real Bedford on Saturday. Three all draw, and I think they were losing three one. Something like mm-hmm. that. I think they were three one down. I might be wrong. Correct me if I am. But they got yeah. anyway. They, it finished three all. So uh, I've spoke to my mate at MK Irish. He's told me about Real Bedford that they are there for the. You know, if you get home and you just keep going, and you know, it's easier said than done. But yeah, I don't know, mate. But we will uh, we will head back to uh, Cockfosters this Saturday, uh, three o'clock kickoff. I know the lads would uh, love to see everyone down there. Uh, then we have MK Irish the following Tuesday uh, away. I think Matt's come down. Even Matt's frozen me. I don't know what's going on. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Talk of the Town podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. Uh, you can find us uh, at DTFC Pod. You can, as many as you do, find us on there. Funny how it's only when we lose. None of you tweet me when we win. I, mean, I don't know. Read that. I don't know. Uh, you can yeah, you can find us on Twitter at DTFC Pod. You can check us out on Facebook. You can just uh, search Talk of the Town Podcast. But like I say, we are back this Saturday. We play Cock Fosters away. Three o'clock kickoff. You can come and find us then. Uh, and then, like I said, MK Irish away the following Tuesday. Oh, Matt's back. Look, I've just done my outro and he reappears. Hello, Matt. And now you're muted. You think you're, now you're muted now. You think you'd be good at this. Unmute.
No, you can't. Oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. Just stay there, Matt. I'll finish the show. Anyway, this has been the Talk of the Town podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows. Trust me, Matty Carrington is here. He's waving at me. He doesn't know how to unmute himself. But we'll be back with our post-game with Joe Dini on Saturday. Till then, everybody, up them mighty blues. <laughs>